When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live for our second episode of this week. And it will serve as our season preview slash Matty Cash morning session. Uh, unfortunately, he's gone today and we'll have a lot of chat about that. Uh, my guests this week, both back for their second appearances on the podcast, are... Forest fan and Forza Garibaldi founder, Greg Mitchell. Hello, Greg. How are you? Okay, good, thanks. So, Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Good. And uh, another Forest fan, obviously, and BBC Radio Nottingham and various other outlets broadcaster, Chris Ellis. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, let's get straight into it then. Um, we're streaming on Facebook as normal, I think. Um, and so drop your comments in below and we might just talk about one or two, but we'll probably treat it more as a normal podcast as we go along. Um, chaps, how do we feel about Matty Cash's going, Matty Cash's departure to Aston Villa for 14 million? Greg, should we start with you? How are you feeling about it? Um, I'm just glad that the long saga is over. We all knew at the end of this season, we thought he was the, the player that we were going to probably try and sell and get some good money for and we've got some great money I mean 14 rising 16 is what's being reported isn't it and for a player who's had I mean he's been fantastic for us but he's had two really strong seasons I think it's brilliant um the only thing is obviously how do we replace him Derek was superb coming off the bench um but I still think we need to to strengthen in that area what do you think about the fee, Chris? Greg thinks it's a good deal. Do you think it was the best they were going to going to get in the circumstances? Oh, 100%, really. I mean, it, it sounded like that, was it Sheffield United started with seven or, or something like that, if reports are to believe. So, you know, Forrest always said they were going to hold out for what they wanted. I think we, we heard they said they wanted 15, but 14 with add-ons to, to 16. don't know what the add-ons are personally, but I, I think it's fantastic, you know, for for a chap that, you know, is he's not played hundreds and hundreds of games for Forest, but he became a fan's favourite pretty instantly. So, so there's two things here, isn't there? The loss of a a favourite player, a guy that just gave his all. Clearly, he was as popular in the dressing room as he was with the fans. Um, but, but at that sort of money, I've read some comments about it shows that Forest aren't ambitious. I don't tend to agree with that. When you've got an offer of that sort of money for for a player like that, I think you've got to take it, maybe reinvest in other ways. It might stave off financial fair play as well. So so all in all, you know, I think it's a good deal for, for every party. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do look forward to the day when Forrest, are, when the boot's on the other foot and Forrest are the ones picking off talent from other clubs. It feels like we've been ripe for the picking for a long time. That's the nature of the beast, I guess, isn't it? Um, Greg, can you think, or when's the... Last player you can think of that went with so much universal love. I'm struggling to think of anyone who's gone with nothing but you know respect from the club. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was reading all the comments this morning. I mean, if we play them in the cup this season and fans are allowed in, I just I don't see him getting a hostile 
reception like the you know when British Sambalonga came back with Middlesbrough I've never heard anything like that and you could see it put him off but yeah he's he's always been a model professional I think for Forrest and his comments this afternoon when he's left he's, it was just class really and you expected nothing else um, I can't think of another player really Pierce to Newcastle yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the comments below I mean Tom Bishop is asking the question I was going to ask next who fills the gap for Matty? The candidates would be uh, Tendai Derikra, who's been injured for absolutely ages, but is kind of a similar player. Carl Jenkinson, who was injured for a lot of last season and is a bit more defensive. Um, and Jaden Richardson, who's 19 and is very bright and well thought of, but he's only played League Two football on loan at Exeter. If all three were fit and there was a game tomorrow, well, there's a game on Saturday anyway, uh, Which who would get your vote, Chris? Do, do I have to go with them? No. Well, oh, I mean, before we come on to that, yeah, go on. We'll talk. You, you've got a pitch for Yori Ribeiro. Well, yeah, I mean, um, no, I was going to go Tyler Blackett. Oh, okay. Because he's he's played at left back before uh, in his career. I did a little bit of research. I don't think he'll play there, to be honest. Um, I, I went with that because you know he's a new signing. Um, the, the two names you've mentioned, as you say, that they're injury prone. Uh, I'd like, I mean, deep down, I'd like to see Derika given a go, uh, and I hope he can stay fit. Um, but it's here, you'll come on to see my, my lineup later. But, uh, you know, I guess Blackett has been signed with central defence in mind. Um, uh, and if, but if I was a coach manager, I'd go with Blackett, but maybe that's why I'm not. Um, but yeah, he would, he, at the moment, I, you know, I'd like to give him a go, get him into my team somehow, uh, and be intrigued to see how he fares at left back. What about you, Greg? How would you replace Cash? Who would you play at right back? If I if I was if the game was this afternoon, then it'd be Dariqua for me. He'd be the one I trust the most in that position. He's certainly not the same player as Cash. Um, I mean, Cash was obviously a natural midfielder running up that wing, but I think Dariqua would do a great job. But I do think they have to invest the money and not just be this team that survives through selling the players every year, you know, invest that money and get to the point where one day we're buying these, these £15 million pound players. Um, so we're on the eve of the new season. Forrest uh, have done a lot more business than other clubs and the window is still open. It's obviously an unusual set of circumstances. It's open to October. They've signed um, Colback, Bashiru, Blackett, uh, Taylor, and Luke Freeman, I think that's it. If I'm missing anyone, do shout up. What do you make of the the business there, Greg? Is it good work or not? Yeah, it's great work to get Cole back. That's been the most, I think, longest running uh, transfer we've had, and we've got him. So that's good ambition. He wouldn't have been cheap his weekly wages, I'm sure. Um, a great experienced professional, and that's the kind of player we need. And it seems we've in the last two or three seasons, recruited players on what they're like off the pitch as well as on it. And uh, he's kept his family in Nottingham. He seems to like the area and it's always a good sign that he's hopefully going to be here to stick around and make sure that he gets us up where we need to be. Um, the lad from Charlton as well, I think he's a, a proven goal scorer, exactly what we need and exactly what Graben needed. Because uh, we're not going to have many seasons like we did last year where we were so lucky not to get our main striker and really our only striker injured. So to have other options this year, it's only going to be a good thing. Who's the pick of the bunch for you, Chris, out of those five signings? 
Uh, I, I think Lyle Taylor. I think it, it's really exciting uh, looking at his record. He scores goals every year. He scored goals in various divisions, and he's shown he can score in the in the championship as well. Uh, and Forest have been crying out for someone who can score goals like Lewis Grabham. They've relied on Lewis Grabham too much, maybe in previous years. That's not a sly on, on Grabham. He's done fantastic and has led the line. But he does need some help. He's going to need some games where he doesn't play. He's perhaps going to be times when the two of them will play together. Um, hopefully, a changing club, and you know maybe. With all due respect, you know, there'll be more pressure on him at Forrest than previously in his career. I'm, I'm sure there will be. So it'll be intriguing to see how he deals with that. Uh, but I think out of all of them, uh, Taylor is the most exciting. There's a few names coming in terms of players Forrest still need. Um, Chris Cooper saying Murphy from Newcastle. I think he's probably going to stay at Newcastle, unfortunately. Will Hobson saying Patrick Roberts on loan. Uh, Jed Wallace is another one as an attacking player. But... For, is it out wide that you think they do still need to strengthen, Chris? Is that the one area that's weak for you, or is there anywhere else you'd like them to add to? No, I, I think I think you're right. Um, I mean, you know, they've, they've got a good basis of a, a midfield, um, but but in genuinely wing players who who, who look dangerous. I think there's, there's there's not a lot there. They need a bit of cover. Again, you'll see my team. I've gone for Lolly and Amiobi uh, on on the wide positions of mine. But you know, once you kind of look deeper into the squad, you know how much depth is there with with wing players. So I, I think you're really right. You know, they they might be okay in the centre. You know, defensive midfielders, offensive midfielders, guys that can perhaps play in the the number ten. But but genuinely wing players. You know, in the mould of a John Robertson. Uh, you know, they, they, I think you're right. That's probably one area they might need to look to strengthen. Uh, what about you, Greg? We're venturing into our lineups here a bit, which we'll come on to. But where, where are Forest Week still, if anywhere? Yeah, we were so lucky to have a modern right back that basically acted like a winger, like you see in your Liverpools and places like that. So we're not going to be able to replace cash because we're not going to spend the money to get a player that good. So whether he'll change his tactics a little bit and I see that we're after that guy from Olympiacos now. And I mean, that made me smile that Sabri likes his defensive players and he was described as a defensive attacker, which I've never <laughs> heard. Um, so I think, yeah, we could strengthen all over. It's just obviously financial fair play and things like that. We, we're going to have to rely on some academy players again. And it, it's great to see players like Smith rewarded with new contracts and rather than have to go out and spend valuable money on a uh, another backup goalie so yeah we've got to strengthen on the right and left wing you know defensively and attackingly but we're not going to be able to spend people saying oh how are we going to spend the cash money we haven't sold him just to spend it again it's going to help a financial fair play so hopefully clever recruitment uh, last question before we come on to our lineups. Then that I want to touch on: Were Forest right to stick with Savri Lamucci? We've not spoken since the end of the season on this podcast. Um, where did you stand at the end of the season, and where do you stand now, Chris? Was it the right move? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if only for consistency. And, you know, he didn't turn into a, a bad manager overnight, did he? Um, yes, that the run in the final few games of the season were not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the final game was, was frankly a bit of embarrassment. I think all Forest fans were embarrassed for, for quite a few days. Um, but it, but it doesn't change that the manager, um, the players clearly respect him. The players clearly like him. Uh, and he'll have learned from his mistakes as well. I mean, I think we all know he made mistakes and he'll be aware of that as well. It was his first season in the championship. It's a very demanding league. Um, but you, you don't change. He, he clearly has the support of, of, of the, the club, uh, right to the, you know, a lot of the fans. Okay. I think a few fans perhaps, uh, went off him with, with what happened at the end. But I think, you know, that's just a little unfair. If you look at the, you know, the bare statistics for us missed out on goal difference only, wasn't it? But, but I mean, that doesn't tell the full story. But yeah, he, he, he's very popular. He seems very knowledgeable, a season in the championship and have adapted to it. Uh, and if he can learn from mistakes that were made last year, uh, you know, he'll do well. There may be a bit of pressure on him going into the start. I wonder whether come Christmas time, if Forrest are floundering a bit, whether there'll be pressure for a change. But, but hopefully Forrest will be right up there and, and sticking with him will be fully justified. Do you have a counter-argument to that, Greg, or do you agree with everything Chris said? I, I think the pressure is going to be huge on him. You've only got to look at our owner's track record with managers that when the Stoke game happened, I was I mean, that wasn't normal football feeling. So I say if he'd have gone then, I honestly, you know, I would have shrugged my shoulders and gone, oh, another, another one's barely lasted a season. But I am incredibly happy that they've kept him. You've got to look at the whole season and not that crazy post-COVID mini-season. Um, he has got to really start well because they're not going to... They've given this huge second chance, which, like I say, the, the, the owner usually doesn't by the looks of things at Olympiacos. So the pressure's massive. Uh, he's been given a, a decent you know, pre-season um, recruitment and he's got new new staff behind the scenes so start well and I, I think we'll be fine let's go on to our lineups then um, I asked you both beforehand to pick your best forest team if everyone was fit um who I think I'd set it as who you'd pick as the parameters um are we able to bring up shall we start with Greg's one well Greg and Ellis your nephew picked this didn't they how old's your nephew yeah uh 12 12 is this a yeah. FIFA lineup then Oh god, he's yeah, he knows them all. So I thought he's he's the one for this. Um, and he, so I read he, it, I'll read right. it out in full. I'll read it out in full just for those who are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts and everything, and then we'll we'll go through it all. So you've got a four-two, uh, what's it? It's four-four-two-three-one formation, very traditional these days. Um, so you've got. Uh, Sam Bingold, obviously Jenkins. Oh, did you have Jenkinson right back? I think I might have changed that. No, no. It was cat. It was cash right back, but obviously uh, he put a little smiley face next to it, almost preempting what he knew was going to happen. <laughs> so we'll, yeah, we'll say we'll, we'll say. I think you said to Rick, uh, Figueredo, Warrell, Blackett make up the back four. Um, Bashiru spelt wrong. Uh, Freeman, Carvalho, they all midfield. Lolly and Costa out wide, and Taylor up front. Uh, happy with that, Greg. Yeah, we had a we had a decent discussion about Graben not being in there, but he's he's excited about Taylor and he it's an attacking side, isn't it? 
like I say, Sabri likes his defensive play and his counter-attacking play even at home, but it'll be nice to see a different a different way of starting this season. I think we've got to go out all out attack, surprise these teams that think they know how we're going to play. Like we did at the start of last season, we went out all guns blazing. I mean, that Fulham game away, I, I've never seen a, a goal like that for Forrest, the team goal. And I think we've got to remember those times last season and bring them into this season. I'll just ask you about a few of them individually then. Um, no Ribeiro, Blackett at left-back. Was that you, that you going to put that on your nephew or is that one yours? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's my nephew, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Ribeiro's been great, hasn't he? And again, similar to Cash, that kind of attacking side. But I think we've signed these players. We want to use them. Um, let's see how they start and see how they get on. And then we've got the options on the bench to come in like players did last season. And you've got a very attacking midfield there, Freeman and Carvalho. Carvalho is the big topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually played a lot in pre-season and he didn't have any kind of pre-season last year. Do you think this could be his kind of rebirth at Forest then? He's, for me, he is the player I'm most excited about this season. You know, when we signed him, I thought, I can't believe we've got this player. The, the lads I know from Benfica were raving about him. I thought, this is fantastic. And it didn't happen, did it? It hasn't happened. So convinced he was going to be sold last season. Uh, and something's clipped this season, whether it's him and Sabri or others behind the scenes. He seems to be the one that they're concentrating on. And he could be the player that, you know, storms us to the Premier League. He is that good on his day. So I'm just delighted that it looks like he's been given the chance now. I'll be amazed if he doesn't start that first game. And yeah, just he's, for me, he's the most exciting player in our team. Um, Chris Cooper saying, cop out of blame the nephew, lol. <laughs> he's going to be up there among the people watching this. Let's go on to Chris's and we'll, there'll be a few topics of conversations with that before we come on to mine. Uh, Chris, you have got, and I'll read this one out as well. <laughs> The Paul Hart style diamond, which I love, my favourite team. Um, Samba in goal, a back four of Ribeiro, Dawson, Worrell and Blackett. I think we might have the full-backs the wrong way around there. I was going to say, I've I've confused my left and right. I've had a mare when trying to send it across. Uh, And I've I've ended up being too lopsided. So I would go Blackett, Worrell, Dawson, uh, Dorica. So replace Ribeiro with Dorica. Okay, so we've got that. Holding midfielder is Samba Sau. Two uh, wingers in Lolly and Amiobi. Luke Freeman in behind Taylor and Graben. That will be a big departure from um, Lamucci. Where should we start? Uh, Michael Dawson is in that team. Is that a sentimental pick or are you genuinely yeah. he's the best? Yeah. yeah, it's a sentimental pick. Um, I've got no doubts. I think that Figueredo will start the season uh, with Warrell, pretty certain. Maybe Blackett, you know, who knows? Maybe... Uh, Lamucci will play three at the back. He has played that before. Uh, and and fit, you know, Figueredo and Worrell and um, Blackett in there. But again, we, you went for my team and I love Michael Dawson. I love everything he epitomises. Uh, so to me, it would be Worrell and Dawson. like to see Blackett tried at, at left back. And as I say, you'd think at 40 something, I'd know my lefts from my rights, but I had a mare in that back four. So, you know, or maybe Ribeiro could swap. I don't know. Um, but no, Dorica, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, on reflection, uh, now I've figured out left and right. But yeah, I mean, uh, you're pretty much guaranteed, I think, to see Worrell. Um, but yeah, Dawson, you know, a true leader. 
you know, epitomizes everything great about Forrest. And, you know, I, I just love to see him. I'm sure he'll get the odd game time. I just don't think we'll see a full season out of him. Uh, before we put my line up then, you, you've both gone for attacking teams. You both want Lamucci to get at teams more than do you, Greg? Do you want to answer that one? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were winning games last season with 30-odd percent possession and it was working. But we got figured out towards the end and it's not hard for teams to, to counter that, especially when they're playing away. It could uh, go into their favour. So I do think things will change a little bit this season. Um one thing about my team as well, I think I'd have Warrell as captain because I think uh, for him to stay with us this summer, he could have been another player that went for seven or eight million. And if he stays, I think you reward him with something like captaincy and see how he gets on and have players ready to take on the role if it doesn't work out. Who's captaining your team, Chris? Would it be War- uh, Joe Warrell as well? Yeah, Warrell or, or Dawson, um, either of the two. Uh, you know, both both fantastic, you know, leaders, respected in the dressing room. Uh, and, and they know what playing for Nottingham Forest is all about, the two of them. They, you know, they've been here a long time. Uh, so, yeah, I think looking down that, that list, uh, you know, Warrell or Dawson would, would get the nod for me. Uh, should we bring up my team? Because you're both getting stick in the comments about your lack of Ribeiro and lack of Jack Holback. So let's see if people can put some flack for my team. If we can bring that one up. Okay, I shall read mine out for people who are listening and not watching later on. Um, 4 2 3 1 as well. Sam Bringol, uh, Derek right, right back, Figueredo, Worrell, Ribeiro, Colback and Sam Basau sitting if he is fit, Lolly and Amiobi out wide, and then Carvalho in behind Graben. Um, Chris, you're a journalist. Do you want to ask me any questions about that or not if I pass the baton on to you? Okay, uh, well, well, the Carvalho question. I mean, he's he's not made my starting lineup, uh, and and I know a lot of fans will be like, "Well, that that's crazy." But I felt they didn't see we didn't see enough from him last season to warrant it. Maybe he didn't get the chances. So you know, why again? You know, why why Carvalho? Um, you know, what what do you think he might bring this season that he didn't last? I'm hoping because he's played in pre-season and. He should be. I mean, if he's not motivated now, he's not going to be. I'm hoping he's had Lamucci in his ear. He's fit again to go. Um, I think that there's a real player in there if they can unlock it. And those two holding midfielders of Colback and Sau hopefully will release him to fire some ammunition for Graben. I mean, look, I mean, people are giving us a lot of stick in the comments here. This is a, a dream scenario of the playoff finals tomorrow. This is who we go for. You know, most of these players won't be fit. You might change it around for horses for courses and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I know Luke Freeman's been, there's a lot of comments saying Luke Freeman's been signed to play and obviously has. One caveat I would say about that is Joe Carvalho is not in for his record signing. And if you can get the best out of him, then you can either sell him on for a big profit or he can help you get promoted to the Premier League. Luke, Luke Freeman's not our player. So, yeah, mm. it, it would be good for him to play and play really well, but he might not be here next season. So I'm not averse to giving João Carvalho uh, one last chance in the team, to be honest. And then similarly, you could easily start Lyle Taylor up front instead of Graben. You could start them both together. I wouldn't mind seeing Graben play off Taylor, something That's like that. Like it, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of options there. I think some, I mean, oh, I'm commenting. It's, I'm yakking on you're the guests. Do you think, um, Greg, that Graben could do with someone getting a bit closer to him this season, a bit more support? Definitely, definitely. And it, it's amazing that he got so many goals last season. But it is purely because 
we didn't have others there to take on that mantle. But, you know, the, the comments are good because it shows that there are options. We haven't just got 11 starters, which we've had in the past. There's like 14 or 15 that can start straight away. So, yeah, if people are arguing over uh, lineups, then that's only a good sign. In fact, if people uh, watching now would like to drop their best 11 in the comments, I'd be, I'm would be i sure we'd all be uh, keen to read. I might read a couple outs. Um, and yeah, we might even write an article about it because that is the Nottingham Post way, which people often point out to us, I'm sure. Um, what about a few of these players who are nowhere near then? I mean, where do we stand on Thiago Silva? No one's mentioned him. Would he make your bench, Chris? Or does he have a future at the club? Well, to, to be honest, I left him out because, you know, he's he's probably, well, we hear he might be leaving. So so perhaps, you know, again, would I have found room for him? He's not on my bench, but I suspect if, if he stays, I would find room for him on my bench. I, I'm not sure I would shoehorn him into my lineup, you know, looking at my lineup. I'm, I'm happy with that without him. Um, but But, yeah, if he's still at the club, uh, he would definitely make my bench, you know, at, at the expense of, of one of the others on there. Um, yeah, he was, he was, he had a good season, didn't he? Uh, he? He was creative. He scored some good goals. He perhaps wasn't consistent enough, um, but but you know, for a first season in 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 the championship, I think he did well. Uh, and if he stays, Forest will be stronger for it. Uh, he took the free kicks and um, corners last season, and I would say that they were very. Hit and, I'm a fan of Silvers, but I thought his free kicks and dead ball delivery was way too hit and miss. Who's taking your free kicks and corners next season, Greg, out of the, the current squad? Carl uh, Valley. Yeah, his dead ball uh, play is superb. That's something that's always been good, whether he's been, you know, on form or not. So if Carl Valley is on the pitch, he takes them for me. And Chris, who would be taking them for you? Who's on free kicks if you've got a free kick in the last minute to win again? I mean, Joe Lolly's got to be up there. I'm, I'm surprised, you know, you, you you don't see Joe Lolly more involved. I mean, he's got a great shot on him. Um, you know, you look down the other candidates in my team, you know, there's there's some sort of, you know, there's a lot I'm, I'm not too sure about. Lau Taylor, I'm not, not really sure, I've got to be honest. I mean, you know, probably not one for, for certainly not one for corners and, you know, maybe not free kicks. But but Joe Lolly has, has been good before at, at you know, set-piece situations. So so for me, I think out of that lineup, you know, of my lineup, Joe Lolly would be there. Uh, there's lots of people dropping teams into the comments, so we're grateful for that. Um, and yeah, they all look good. <laughs> Perhaps they're better than mine. I don't know. Um, what about penalties? Lyle Taylor takes these penalties yeah. that look great if they go in, and if they don't go in, I'd be absolutely raging at him. Who's who's taking the penalties, Greg, next season? Because Graben's missed a few. For Taylor, Forest. yeah, Taylor definitely. I mean, Graben missed. Did he miss two in a game? I can't remember. It was. Yeah. But uh, Taylor's penalties are just so. It must be so disturbing for a goalkeeper just seeing him walk up the way he does. And they go in. So, yeah, if he misses one, like all strikers will eventually, so be it. But his way of taking them, I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, without a doubt, if he's on the pitch, he takes the penalties. Chris, for you? And Taylor or Graben. I mean, I think Graben had a pretty disastrous first season taking penalties for Forrest. I mean, it was ironic, wasn't he? He'd miss a penalty and then come back and score later in the game to get a point or or win it or something like that. I think in that first season, there wasn't too many times where he cost Forrest too much with missed penalties, but, but that couldn't afford to continue, could it? I think this last season, is, his penalty ratio was, was much better. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you've got two there, won't they? And they'll both be, be fighting for the, for the ball. Uh, so, so for me, it would be Taylor or grab them, let them fight over it. Um, you know, and figure it out. But there's two guys who, you know, although Grabham has a, a track record of missing some penalties for Forrest, you know, he has a history of scoring penalties so that the two of them have, have got a good chance. Is there anyone in the squad that we've not mentioned yet who could be the surprise package of the season and really push on? I'm thinking like Yates, De Costa, that kind of player. Um, Chris, anyone that springs out for you? I mean, I... Uh, it's it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I think I think Forest have got the basis here of a good starting 11, 13, 14 players. I mean, if you look at our squads, there's not too much. I guess there's probably about fifteen players we've used between us, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Yates, he's such a divisive divisive figure, isn't he? I think some fans really don't rate him. Other fans uh, can see a role, and I'm I'm like that. He, to me, he's a He's a solid championship player and, and perhaps doesn't deserve the stick that he gets. He may not be flamboyant. Um, but I think he, you know, he, he gets, he gets a role. Whether he gets in the side now, Forrest have added people like Colback. Cause I actually put Colback in my team first of all uh, and then thought, well, I need to get Sam Bissau in, uh, again, if he was fit. So, so, you know, for Sau, I could have put Colback. Um, obviously, you know, formation could change and there could be two defensive midfielders and, and Yates showed that. He could play defensive, but he also has in the past been pushed in a, a forward role. Um, we saw signs of DaCosta last season. I think he had a run of four or five games where he, he, he looked okay. He, he looked good. He looked lively. Um, so yeah. And, and what about Mighton? You know, but you, you just, you can't see them getting that many chances. They're going to have to stake their claims off the bench and, 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 and put their hands up to, 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 to play, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, um, Craig Shepherd, Dean Brook, um, David Disney, uh, Greg Oram, all saying Mighton. Uh, Chris Feeden all saying Mighton. He'll be the next one that will be sold. <laughs> Getting ahead of ourselves a bit there, Chris, but you might be right. Greg, is there anyone that um, is might Well, would Mighton be your one? Is there someone else you think could emerge from the pack? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought, oh, come to me first this time because I want to rave on about Mighton. Saw him at Chelsea and he was causing their defenders absolute carnage. He was brilliant. He was so quick, uh, really good on the ball, wanted the ball. Reminded me of like, you know, not, not dissimilar player to Ollie Burke when he got it. He thought something's happening here and another pre-season, although it's been a short one, playing with, you know, the 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 um the first team I think he is the one and it it is sad that someone said he's the next one to be sold but that's the way this club is whilst we're in the championship that you've got to look at the next player that's going to help you survive financial fair play as grim as that you know that statement is and you can see him being the next player that Premier League clubs would love to have um I just wish and hope that we are the Premier League team in next season or the season after, and we're looking at players like him rather than looking at players like him to sell. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm excited about my. He's not a starting eleven player yet, but he certainly will be. True. I think I'd probably add Brennan Johnson to the list with the caveat that yeah. how the hell he gets in the team, I don't know. Maybe he has to go out on loan, but I've seen him a lot for the under-23s and he's very versatile, can play anywhere in midfield, basically, and very skillful. I think he's got a big future ahead of him if he gets the chance um let's move on then to talk predictions so people can tell us how wrong we are again in the comments and we'll come to greg first uh just overall then greg after the 
absolute despair of the end of last season. What's your prediction for this season in terms of how it's going to go? I think it's a weaker league this season. You look at that, those teams on paper and you don't go, oh, they're, they're going to storm the league. They're definitely going up. I was delighted to see Leeds and Fulham get out of the way because the way Fulham were playing at the end of the season, I wouldn't have wanted them in this league. Um, I think we're going to be right up there again. I really do. And the end of this season didn't do us justice with how well we played. So I think we're going to be top six. You know, you could even be pushing higher than that. But yeah, I'm excited. I love how Forest Man, and I'm exactly the same. You know, we're absolutely down in the dirt, facing the mud. Any kind of thing you want at the end of last season, we're straight back, like, right, we're going to get promoted. And I kind of feel the same. <laughs> we're pushing for the playoffs again, especially with the new signings. Chris, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I mean, you say down in the dumps and, and, and facing the dirt, and, and you're right, but but they finished, like I said earlier, just outside of the playoffs on, on goal difference only, thanks to one of the you know most spectacular collapses in, in, in football, really. You know, just the fact that they needed to get the point at the team bottom and, and then, you know, that goal didn't swing, which, you know, people were like, nah, it can't happen. But deep down they knew that, you know, it could and it, and it did. Um, and, and they'll want to, they'll, you know, I mean, you, you, as a team, you can either dwell on that hurt and let it roll over and, and fester or you can, or you can uh, let it um, sort of spur you. Was it Jack Colbock said they'd had meetings already about it? You know, you've got to let that pain spur you on uh, and if they've got the characters in the dressing room to do that I see no reason why they can't be top two uh, you, you guys have said that it's it's not such a strong lean I think that's spot on uh, you know two of the best teams in the league went up ultimately uh, well three of the best teams you look at West Brom you look at Leeds you look at Fulham they, they were the strong teams um, so it's not such a, a strong league. The team's coming down. Will they be strong? I'm not so sure. Um, I think Forest can be can be top two. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, so they'll be you know top six for sure. I reckon, uh, and top two is 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 more of a possibility than than last season. I think they've added really well to their squad. It sounds like there's more to come. Um, I think Forest fans have got a lot to be excited about. Yeah, I think Grant, Grant Gillespie in the comments made is a good point that even though Forest have sold Massey Cash, they do have a, a better squad this season, don't they, Greg? They look a much more depth than that kind of 14 players that they were leaned on last season. Mm, yeah, and it just seems a little bit more attacking as well. You know, maybe the likes of Carvalho didn't play as much, not through any other reasons other than he didn't fit the style of play. And if the style of play's changed, then... And the players coming in have clearly changed as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting thought. I just um, know and hope we've got to start well because the, the games are going to come so thick and fast. I don't think we can take the Carabao Cup as much to, to go on on Saturday, but uh, starting well week after next, we've really got to get some points on the board and uh, keep get going from there. Yeah, that's my that's my concern. Is um, I mean, there's teams who are going to be better next season, like Stoke and others like that. But my concern is that Forest have some mental hangover, don't win the first five games. Marinakis pulls the trigger on Lamucci, and we're back to square one and mid-table by November. I think if Forest start well, then I think they'll be right up there for the whole season. And hopefully, obviously, that's the case. Um, first game then is the um, League Cup tie against Barnsley. Then it's QPR off the top of my head, I think. Uh, what about this Barnsley then game then, Greg? You, you're not going to read too much into it. You think he's going to not necessarily play his strongest team? 
I think it's uh, it's almost like the last pre-season game, isn't it? You know, we're not we're not going in that competition to win it. As sad as it uh, as sad as it is, it's all about the league for us. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, try some players. I'm not sure. Oh, is it five subs again this season, or is it? I, I, I'm not sure seven, on that one. Seven, seven subs. What so, usual yeah. subs? Oh no, I don't know. That's good. Yeah, I, think I was just thinking good. if we if we can only have the three on Saturday, then that's a, a bit of a shame. But it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, it's all about the league and that first away game. It's going to be a real a real eye opener to see what what kind of team we're going to be this season. And like you said earlier as well, the mental hang ups. I've never known us to concede so many in the ninetieth plus minute. I hope they've looked at that in more detail this pre season. You know, and help the players out because it is a mindset thing. It's not just unlucky that you lose that many goals in the ninety odd minute. So I hope that they've really looked at that, and I'm sure they will have. Do you think there's going to be a hangover, Chris, because of the short uh, short change around and the back four is going to be pretty similar? The goalie's similar. Do you do you fear that there's going to be some hangover of you know a cross comes in in stoppage time and everyone stands still like at Sheffield Wednesday again? Yeah, I mean, of course, at the back of my mind, I feel that. I mean, how many times did it happen? Five, six times? Uh, so, so many times. It was, it was crazy. I mean, you know, you, you couldn't, you almost, you couldn't put your finger on why it was happening so many times. So, of course, there's that worry. But, you know, as a football fan, you, you've got to be optimistic. You've got to think that they've, you know, it's a new season. Okay. The turnaround is, is not long. But yeah, you're right. The back four or five will be very similar. Not just their fault. I mean, a lot of them some came from corners where there's plenty more players in the box than the, than the back five. Um, you know, you've just got to hope that, that, you know, as I say, that they kind of put that to one side uh, and, it, and it doesn't happen. And of course, it's going to happen once in the season, once or twice. It happens to everyone. I mean, Forrest scored late to, to get points in games where Leeds, I think, away. West Brom away, I think, off the top of my head. So, you know, maybe not as late as injury time. It's kept happening to Forrest. Um, but, yeah, of course, there's a worry it will happen. Um, but you've got to hope that they kind of put that to one side, learn from the hurt, as I said earlier, of, of, of what happened on the final day. And, uh, and as I say, with these exciting additions, you know, you look at most of them, they're exciting players uh, or players that know the club, like Colback, uh, and that they can build from that. What about a final finishing position? It's obviously tough to tell. and It's kind of a minus prediction this time, but uh, Greg, where are Forrest going to finish this season? Uh, third and win it at Wembley in front of the oh, uh, sold out it. Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Forrest in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. It's a new era. It'll be fine. <laughs> True. Uh, Chris, where are they going to finish? They're going to finish second. Love it. Love it. I'll put you both on the spot as well about um, the three teams to go up. And I'll, I'll go first because I've got the league table in front of me and it's probably hard to think about it. I am going to say Brentford are going to win the league because um, teams that only just miss out often bounce back and they've signed Tony. And even if they lose Watkins and Ben Rama, I think they're, they're a steady team that's all set up to do well. So I'll have Brentford first. I'm going to have... Uh, I'll say Forest are going to finish second because, um, you know, I'm a sucker. Um, so Forest second. And then I think Stoke are going to um, bounce back under a good manager in O'Neill and the other O'Neill. And I'll have Stoke to go up through the playoffs. 
who wants to go first on that? Have you any, anyone formulated an answer on who's going to, who the other teams going up are? Uh, yeah, go on then. I'll, I'll say Norwich will go up. I think they'll be the only ones that have come down that will go up. Um, I'll, I'll have them as champions. Uh, like I say, us as third. And I don't... I, maybe I've grown a bit of dislike for Brentford, just the way that they've got on the last year or so. But I hope and I don't think they're going to be there. Um, yeah, I like... I like your maybe Stoke or someone like that that you know. Watford or real... Bournemouth, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think any of the other Premier League clubs are going to go up. Uh, Derby bottom three, obviously. And <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, we'll see. I can't think of that second spot. Let me come come back to you. Chris. Do you want to, want to take a punt on your three to go oh. up? Well, because you know we're all doing different. I'll go Watford then. Um, I've got no basis on that. You know, as you say, some teams can come down. Let's go Watford, go back up. Forest second. Uh, Brentford beat Derby in the playoff final. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. It's been a lot of fun and uh, it's generated a lot of debate in the comments and I'm sure it will generate a lot of debate amongst people who listen to this. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that and we shall be back next week um, as ever just to talk about actual competitive games. I say actual competitive games. It's been like five minutes since the last one and it's pretty um, hard to forget it, unfortunately. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Greg, thank you. Good, cheers. Enjoyed that. You will have hat-trick balls next time you come on, I'm sure. Um, Although I'll just have to hold a ball up for you because we'll actually be in the same room with the way things are, unfortunately. So thank you very much, everyone, who joined us. Uh, Do like us on um, Apple Podcasts and subscribe and just search Garibaldi Red in any podcast applications or subscribe on YouTube and watch us there. Or obviously we will stream on Facebook as per usual when we're back next week. Uh, Thanks very much and we'll catch you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah.